0: On first, what's on second? I don't know. On third, I'm chilling, you small. crying in baseball. No, I on the ball. Okay, one, okay. two, three, strike. That <sighs> guy was a bro, <laughs> and his name is Dan Ugly. <laughs> Let's go, Bucks. Uh, You're calling me weird. God
1: bless America. God bless the queen. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Top Step. I am Steve Miller alongside Paul Fritchner. And Paul, we are in this weird in-between season between the end of baseball and the start of college basketball. So how are you holding up?
0: Well, I'm doing all right. I've been watching a lot more football this year than normal, only because in a usual year, there'd be the baseball and the football overlap would be a little bit, I don't want to say different because actually the baseball season ended around when it usually does, but just kind of due to how the seasons in the NBA not being around right now and the NHL not being around and, and the way things are going on, I've been immersing myself in football. And now all of a sudden we got to wait till college basketball starts next week too. It's this weird little twilight window when all the sports were going on at one time. And now it's really just football until uh, college basketball comes back next week, day before Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, that'll certainly be fun. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Everything's kind of been thrown off this year with the schedule of everything. But uh, it looks like at least some teams right now uh, in college basketball will have fans and maybe by the end of the year, we'll have some semblance of a normal college basketball atmosphere. Uh, But you know, everything kind of remains to be seen. Um, On a related note, though, the topic for our episode today is really the only big baseball news happening right around now, which is a huge reshuffling going on in the minor leagues. So this was something that was discussed last year, um, even before COVID really hit about um, shrinking the minor leagues by about 40 teams. And then because of the pandemic, it just kind of gave everybody an excuse to try something new. And so it became a real thing in baseball and uh, it's hit a lot of teams hard. The, uh, the whole minor league system is, is being shrunk by about 40 teams. So, uh, Paul, I mean, you're intimately familiar with the minor leagues because you would have participated in uh, a minor league season had it happened this year. So can you kind of talk about exactly how that all came crumbling down uh, in March when every other sport, you know, stopped itself?
0: Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of things at play here. There's a lot of dynamics going on and a lot of things have led us to where we are at this point right now. And if you go back to what you were talking about last year, if you revert back to the end of last year, the end of the calendar year where we saw a proposal about all of these minor league teams that were going to be cut, I believe it was 42 teams on that original list that were going to be cut. It was mostly the short season league, like the New York Penn league and the Appalachian league. They're going to get cut and then a handful of other teams based on there was certain criteria. It was sort of how close you were to your parent club combined with a bunch of other factors, because um, obviously teams can switch affiliations. So it's not so much how close you are to your parent club. It, there's a, there was a long list of criteria. It wasn't like they were just randomly pulled out of a hat, but there was a handful of double A teams that were on that list. Um, some single A teams, some high A teams were on that list, et cetera. But they cut it down to 120 with the idea being with 30 major league teams that each major league team would have four affiliates, triple A, double A, and then a high A and a low A. That was the idea. Just all across the board, make a sweeping change. And everybody has the same amount of teams. Because for those of you diehard baseball fans that know some teams would have, a short season league and a high A team and a low A team. And some teams wouldn't have a low A team. There was just, there was no uniformity to the single A and lower. Every team had a double A team. Every team had a triple A team. But when you got down into high A, low A, rookie ball, that, those levels, there wasn't the same uniformity as there was at double A and triple A. So what this would effectively do is create that sort of uniform change. At the time when this got proposed, those 42 teams, I think I've mentioned this on a different podcast, but uh, the way it was sort of meant to be interpreted, because this, again, was pre-Corona, it was sort of meant to be interpreted as a bargaining chip. So, hey, here's 42 teams, but maybe we'll only ask for like 20 teams and we can meet in the middle. But then because of Corona, there's no minor league season. And the difference between the minor leagues and the major leagues is the major leagues can rely on the television revenue. They can rely on advertising, things like that. The minor leagues don't have that same kind of revenue. Yes, they have MILB TV. They have advertising at games, but the crux of the financial situation for a minor league team is fans with their butts in seats. That's what pays the bills at minor league stadiums, buying beer at a game, uh, Doing promotions, getting fans out to the park. Without fans in the stands, minor league teams are going to struggle. Because minor league teams are going to struggle, that makes it easier for the major league teams and for Major League Baseball to cut those 42 teams. The other biggest piece of this is that the minor league and Major League Baseball uh, agreement ran out. So basically, Minor League Baseball was its own thing with its own president run out of their own shop with an agreement with Major League Baseball. That's how it's basically always been done, at least to my understanding. And this year, the contract between the two organizations, Minor League and Major League Baseball, expired. And instead of just renewing the same contract, Major League Baseball came in and just took over. So now Major League Baseball is operating Minor League Baseball out of an office in New York City. And because of that change, Major League Baseball is making these sweeping changes. The frustrating thing for those of us in the business is there has been no announcement as to what the teams will be, who they'll be affiliated with. There's a lot of changes in what teams will be affiliated teams versus independent teams. But the biggest frustration has just been the lack of communication. Uh, We just know that it's coming soon, but we don't know when as far as a a sweeping press release that says, "Okay, we're going to announce all of this right now. And here's all 120 teams and who they're affiliated with. We're still waiting on that. And over the last few weeks, things have been leaking out, leaking out, leaking out. You saw the Mets, the Yankees leak theirs. And then two of their teams, one of them being in the league I was supposed to be in, uh, the Eastern League, the Trenton Thunder, and Trenton didn't know. Trenton's been with the Yankees for many, many, many years, and they found out via a press release on Twitter that they were no longer affiliated with the Yankees. That's terrible. That is so, so, so bad, and especially when you look at Trenton and their stadium. I believe it's Arm and Hammer Ballpark is what ballpark they play in. They've made millions of dollars worth of renovations to that stadium to be able to bring it up to code and and make it nice and accommodating for a double a ballpark. And now all of a sudden they're thrown with the wolves, either an independent ball or whatever league they may be in. And they had no say in the matter. And that's getting a lot of people upset right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned, just in the past couple of weeks, we've been seeing a lot of this. In fact, uh, I think the first one I saw was the Columbia Fireflies found out on Twitter that they were no longer affiliated with whatever team they were previously affiliated with. Um, But then today, the big news was that the Nationals, the Washington Nationals now have their AAA affiliate in Rochester, New York, the uh, Rochester Red Wings. Interestingly enough, that was actually announced by Senator Chuck Schumer from New York. Uh, had this information and he released it uh, through the normal means of politicians releasing whatever information they have. Uh, Just kind of an odd way to get baseball news. But regardless, it was good news for the Nationals, um, who for the previous two years, kind of really 2019, because there was no season this year, had their affiliate all the way across the country in Fresno, California, which led to all sorts of issues uh, with the ball club. Because as you know, oftentimes there'll be a group of, I don't know, four or five players that get frequently sent between AAA and and the major leagues for the year. Uh, There was apparently only one direct flight from Fresno to Dulles every day. And I think it was either writers or, or the team or someone started affectionately calling it the Midnight Express on which Nationals players would frequently shuttle between the two cities And it just led to all sorts of headache as far as getting to the ballpark super early in the morning and then having to play a night game later that day. So players would just be there more so physically than mentally. And now having the AAA team in Rochester, which uh, does have direct flights, more frequent direct flights to the DC area and is within driving distance. Also, it's only about a seven hour drive in an emergency situation. It's much more logistically friendly for the parent club. Um, which kind of gets into our next point of reshuffling affiliates, because now that the minor league roster is being shrunken down, some teams will stay with their affiliates. Some teams like Rochester, for instance, will jump to a different team to be affiliated with. Some teams won't be affiliated with at all because like in Trenton's case, they're kind of being thrown to the wolves and having to figure it out for themselves. But um, independent from that, that contract you were talking about between the minor leagues and the major leagues, teams have their own contracts. So for instance, the Rochester Red Wings have their own contract uh, now with the Nationals. And it's, it's kind of up to those team owners and then the major league team owners to work things out amongst themselves. So Paul, I don't know how familiar familiar you are with kind of the politics of, of that side of the house, but what really makes an, a, an affiliation work?
0: Uh, I would say, I, I don't know as far as contracts go, you know, I, I don't, I don't know too many details about that side as far as how it gets done and all that, but I would say what a good marriage consists of between a major league and a minor league club is first and foremost proximity. Um, If you look at my group with the Baltimore Orioles, you have single A in Frederick, Maryland, or Aberdeen was their low A team, but It looks like Aberdeen is going to get bumped up to a full season affiliate. Who knows? They, for all intents and purposes, Aberdeen could be a double-A team. Bowie could get moved down to single-A. Bowie could stay double-A. We don't know. Everything's in flux right now. But if you look at Baltimore, Baltimore has Bowie, which is about a half hour just to the southwest. You have Aberdeen or Frederick both of which are within an hour and then Delmarva as well all of them right there all in the low a single a category double a and buoy triple a right down 95 in Norfolk that is what really really makes a great organization because you can get guys up and down and around in a matter of a couple of hours driving around instead of like the Nationals signing a two-year deal with Fresno, who incidentally will be bumped, I think, from AAA to high A. Um, yeah, right just now they have just, no affiliate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't have an affiliate. The assumption is they will have an affiliate, but that they will get bumped from AAA to, I think, single A, which is why the Nats had to look to get a replacement. Um, but again, just to answer your question quickly here, because I don't need to keep going on about it, but the I, I think what – a parent club looks for is um and there, there's again a lot of things that go into it but proximity to the club is most important and and you can look at you know how closely ownership works with them how accommodating they are um but logistically it's it's tough logistically to be flying across the country somebody with a more experience in the major leagues and are in, in the minor leagues would be able to answer that a little differently. Um, I just don't have that first experience that a lot of those guys do that would maybe be able to say like, Oh, uh, because financially, and I, again, I, I don't want to speak to this for sure, but the way I understand it financially, the major league clubs are not very, uh, they don't really care as much about how, the minor league teams do financially. It's fun to get a a team like the Dayton dragons who always sell out their games. But I wouldn't say that the major league teams are going out and selecting teams based on, they don't want to get, they don't want to get some bum team that draws nobody that's in the middle of nowhere. But at the same time, they're not living by thirsty Thursday's attendance you know? Right.
1: Yeah. And, and back to the point about proximity, I was looking at a map today and it's a whole lot easier in general for East coast teams to make it work just because there's a higher concentration of population centers in the Northeast than out West, whereas out West we have a lot of teams like Oklahoma city, for instance, they're the Dodgers affiliate. I mean, even though that's in the Western part of the U S that's still like a three hour flight from LA. So it's not exactly, you know, the kind of proximity that, uh, You know, even like a Rochester would have to D.C. or, or, you know, Syracuse to New York City, that kind of thing. Um, But also from a financial standpoint, I was thinking about this. The Fredericksburg Nationals kind of got pretty lucky in the timing of everything, because say that deal hadn't been done for another year or two. All of a sudden, the Nats have a low A or I guess a high A team with the worst facilities in the sport, probably in Potomac. That would have been an easy, easy minor league team just to nix, and then Fredericksburg probably, as a city, probably would have been wary of making a deal with the whole future of the minor leagues kind of up in the air, um, because right now the assumption is that the Auburn Double Days are going to be the the next team to go, or uh, the was it the Hagerstown Suns were the previous uh, low A team.
0: Also, to circle back, speaking of Auburn, the Auburn yeah. Double Days. To circle back to what you were saying before regardless of your political leanings or opinions um, credit to Chuck Schumer for making such a hard stance and the work that he's done to make sure that these affiliated teams in his home state of New York have stayed affiliated. Binghamton was on the cut list. Mm -hmm. Bingham Binghamton was one of the teams, not only that was not going to be affiliated with the Mets anymore, they were going to be cut from affiliated baseball. Um, some teams like the Columbia Fireflies who got that notice on Twitter that they won't be affiliated with. Um, I forget what team they were affiliated with. I think they were with the Mets, actually, because Tim Tebow played with them. I think Columbia was with the Mets Okay. Um, because I think that was when they all got. No, I know for a fact they were with the Mets, actually, because that's when it all came out about last week when they announced about Binghamton and Brooklyn and all them. Right. But again, just to wrap that up about Schumer, Brooklyn was supposed to take Binghamton's place as the double A team for the Mets. And that had been widely reported. That was assumed. That was not a set in stone fact, but as close to it as you could possibly have. And then all of a sudden Schumer comes out of nowhere and major league baseball and the Mets and Binghamton is not only not cut, not cut from being affiliated, there's still the double-A team for the Mets. So credit to them for getting that done. Also got the Rochester thing done, too. Uh, that was why you saw him announce it today. He was really trying to get um, Auburn, and I, there was one other team he was working on, too, today that probably won't be. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I didn't read into his workings hard, uh, his workings well enough to know if it's all credit to him or if it's mostly credit to him or if it's just that he signed off on it and had his name on it, I don't know. But even that he would go out of his way as hard as he did to get that done. You know, I, I, I think it shows how important major league baseball and, or excuse me, minor league baseball is to some of these smaller towns. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, you're right. I mean, a lot of these smaller towns don't have much family friendly entertainment really at all. And minor league baseball is a huge draw. Dayton, for instance, I mean, you talked about them with their sellout streak. That's, you know, 8,000 tickets probably on half of all summer nights. Like that's a huge draw for the city from an economic standpoint. So, yeah, good on those local politicians for, yeah, doing what good they can yeah. in their areas and making that happen for sure. Uh, so on on the note with Brooklyn, though, so they were the short season single A team for the what was it? Mets. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- was that the New York Penn League that they were in? Yep. Okay. So, what what's the future of of those leagues, like the short season leagues? Are they going to be completely cut? Or are they going to get moved up? If if it's all going to be
0: low A and high A, are they just going to become like a low A league? How's that going to work? Well, the Appalachian League got cut. The Appalachian League and the teams in it are becoming a summer collegiate wood bat league. So the teams mm-hmm. that were there will still have a team, but they'll just be summer collegiate wood bat leagues. New York Penn League was also cut, but there's been some discussion as to the future of it. I'm not sure if it's been set in stone yet. I They've been leaning toward um, potentially doing the wood bat road as well, but some of the teams may get reorganized into this new single a league on the east coast so that's a little bit more in flux the only thing that's set in stone that i've seen is that the appy league as they all like to call it the appalachian league gets uh bumped into a collegiate league the new york penn league still a little bit in flux but what i would like to see them do and i've seen this thrown around a little bit on twitter but i have been i've long been a proponent of this is if they're going to make all these changes, if Major League Baseball is going to take Minor League Baseball over and all across the board they're going to make sweeping changes and everything is going to look different and all these teams are going to have new affiliations and be at different levels in the minor leagues, whatever, I would like to see them rebrand the minor leagues. I would like to see them do away with single-A, double-A, triple-A, high-A, low a I'd like to see them go to class a b c and d or I think I like a b c and d better than I like one two three and four but something that to the very most casual of baseball fan who may not even call themselves a baseball fan may just call themselves an American citizen that just happens to have run into a minor league team at one point Having to explain the high A, low A, single A, double A, triple A, and then the major leagues, how that all works, I think there's a real opportunity there for the minor leagues to be like, hey, class A? It'll take some getting used to for baseball people if you were to say it was A, B, C, and D, and A was the closest team to the major a would be the equivalent of triple a because then everybody'd be like oh it's a class a team well no no it's actually what used to be triple a that would take some getting used to but you'd get over that that's just what rebranding is yeah i don't know i think that's a i think this is something that's on the table that we could see when they when major league baseball puts out their press release in a few weeks hopefully in a few weeks but um I'd like to see them do that. I would like to see them make it easier for the non dedicated baseball fan to pay attention to minor league baseball, because if they're going to put so much effort into cutting teams and into giving these small towns, their teams, things like that, there's an opportunity there to attract some new fans. And you can do that if maybe somebody says, well, what? what's the difference between single A and double? Like, who am I watching here? Well, no, it's class C. And once they get up to class A, then it's close enough to being in the major leagues. I I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I think that's something I would like to see.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, to be honest, I don't even know like the complete inner workings of the, that system because even below single A, then you've got like your rookie leagues and some teams have affiliates in, like, Florida. I think it's mostly Florida. There are some Arizona teams also in the rookie leagues. And then, you've yeah, you've got random other stuff, too, that's, like, kind of affiliated, like Arizona Fall League. It's just – it's pretty complicated. You're right. And it's hard to explain to somebody who's just trying to enjoy a summer evening family entertainment, you know, night at the ballpark.
0: And it um, goes back to baseball just constantly getting in its own way. Yeah, like, yeah. make it easy this doesn't this is not hard you have a team guys on the team go to the major leagues hopefully how do they get there rebrand it bro come on
1: <laughs> okay so that begs the the next question about baseball getting out of its own way I know the pandemic situation is very dynamic but you mentioned that that the minor league teams very much depend on butts in the seats for their revenue is it going to take pretty much every maybe not every state? but most states to allow that many fans in the seats in order to have a minor league season next year? Or is there a way to do it without the
0: fans? Um, I don't think there's a way to do it without the fans for the whole season. But if, let's say, in the Eastern League, if it stays the Eastern League, let's say there's 10 teams in the new Eastern League and eight of them allow fans and two of them don't, I can't imagine that the whole league wouldn't play because of those two teams. I don't think that's realistic at all. I think the hurdles that minor league baseball are going to have to overcome is um, the testing. Can they test for COVID? Is there a vaccine and do they play a full season from April to September? Because what's on the table now is that, Triple A would go and start in spring training with the major league guys in February or whatever, and they would start their season pretty close to being on time, and then the double A and single A guys would come later, and their affiliated season would start maybe in the mid to late May range, and because of that, that lends itself to a shorter regular season, maybe May to September, which... I don't think is bad anyway. Uh, Yes, it's not as much advertising revenue financially. It may not make a ton of sense next season when you try to maximize games and get as many people into the stands as possible. But if you can't even have fans, then what is there to worry about? I think the biggest thing that minor league baseball is going to have to do is figure out what the season is going to look like and how they're going to be able to play. It will be Unrecoverable is not a word, so I'll say devastating for minor league baseball to not have a season next year. If that is an option on the table that there is by no means any guarantees that minor league baseball teams have a season next year. I think it would be a crushing loss to the sport of baseball for minor league baseball to not have a season even if it's not fans because i think financially most teams would not recover from two lost seasons
1: right so even independent from the financial standpoint what do you think from a player development standpoint for these guys who say are you know 22 23 years old who didn't play you know competitive baseball in 2020 to now if they had to miss out again in 2021 that whole talent pool is going to suffer isn't it
0: Yeah, a lot of of guys uh, will see their dreams not be realized, and that's just going to be the brutal reality of it, that a lot of guys are going to realize that they can't keep playing baseball, and it's a shame that so many players that maybe in single A that would have been able to get better and progress to the major leagues and they're just not going to be able to do it because there's not going to be a spot for them. And that's just the reality of the situation and it stinks. And I wish that we weren't going that way, but again, it all comes back to the financial ability of minor league baseball to put these games on and give these teams a place to play and an affiliate to work with. And right now it's a shame that a lot of these guys, I'm sure there's a very good number of baseball players that played in the last regular season game of 2019 and that was their last professional baseball game right some of them may have been in an alternate training site this year you know being on that 60 man and were an alternate for the major league team or whatever but those aren't real games but to travel get on a bus be with your teammates be in a locker room I think a lot of guys will have experienced that for the last time already last year yeah, and that's too bad. Which is a bummer.
1: It's a it shame. It is, for sure. Well, let's at least try to end this on an optimistic note. So, Paul, assuming that there is a minor league season next year, you're looking to There will be. be.
0: There will be a season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there will be. And you'll, you'll be a broadcaster for hopefully the A Bowie Bay Sox, uh, affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles. Um, what What is the Bowie Bay Sox roster going to look like and what kind of prospects are you looking forward to, uh, to watching next year?
0: You know, I would love to be able to answer that question, um, but I, I just have no way of answering that right now because uh, I don't know what level Bowie's going to be at. And there's such a – the Orioles are developing so many guys at so many different levels right now. I mean, you look at, obviously, the number one pick in the draft, Adelaide Rushman from uh, last year, who's uh, quickly become a TikTok star. Um there really. are yeah, I've, oh. it was funny. I, I kind of scrolled over him uh, not too long ago, and I was like, "Well, all right, this is at least some sort of a talking point if I ever uh, <laughs> get the chance to bring that up next year." But uh, yeah, so so Adelaide's somebody that he'll be a superstar in the, at the major league level. He's he everything, every talent that that you could want in a major league team. Like the Orioles got a guy in him that they're hoping they can build their franchise around for a long time, but. It's it's tough to answer your question because um, I, I don't know what Bowie is going to look like next year as far as single A or double A. You know, if Aberdeen get gets bumped up to double A and Bowie gets knocked down to single A, then you're looking at a different pool than if you're looking at double A and some guys that were there this year versus last year. I, I don't know. And I wish I could. Maybe we circle back. Uh, around the new year and we talk about that again and i can give you a whole roster breakdown because i could talk about all those guys but you know, i don't want to go on and on for 10 minutes here and and uh talk about some of those guys that maybe potentially get bumped up to AAA a or i'm um, down there with nobody you know maybe hopefully they have an affiliation you know i i don't want to say that it's for sure that they even we'll be back with the Orioles. I'm 99% confident, but there's been no announcement. So we don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, (laughs) horrible way to answer that question. But I, I just, I I, I don't know. And that's, that's a microcosm of the entire thing right now of where we are. And just so many unanswered questions, which if we do a part two to this episode, maybe like the first week of January, we could be humming. We could be. Maybe
1: we'll get Keith Rad on the show and we can talk about all, all sorts of... Uh... I'm sure he'd love it. Oh, he probably would. He yeah. uh, He's our good friend who broadcasts for the Brooklyn Cyclones who won the New York Penn League title in 2019. Um, so he'll be back next year with them and uh, whatever whatever level they're at. And Paul will be broadcasting the Bowie Base Hawks, whatever level they're at. And just the prospect of... Getting back to a ballpark, though, is what's uh, keeping my baseball fandom going. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can get back next year. I am within day- a day trip of um, Nats Park, Camden Yards, Citizens Bank Park, even New York by a bit of a stretch. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. So, Paul, thank you for your insight. We'll, uh, we'll keep everyone updated on the dynamic situation that is minor league baseball in 2021. We're hopeful that it'll happen it better happen. Um, and until then, check us out on topsteptalk.com. Follow us at Top Step Talk on Twitter. Paul, you're going to start broadcasting some basketball here shortly. Where can folks find
0: you? Uh, I Well, I was supposed to be doing basketball, um, but the Kentucky High School Athletic Association bumped basketball back to January. So, now I'll be relying on Xavier to hopefully give me some opportunities to get behind a mic, maybe for some uh, for some games coming up. Not so much the men's games, but maybe some women's games, things like that. But yeah, just on Twitter, um, I'll I'll post anytime really. I go on the air, I try to get something out um, at at Paul Fritchner on Twitter. Excellent. Well, thanks for listening, and have a good one.